0: I know a little bit about you, and I want to expand on what I do know. <laughs> okay.
1: That's a good place to
0: start. <laughs> All right. So uh, rock climbing. You are a uh, habitual rock climber, no?
1: Um, I don't know if habitual is the right word. I do it as often as I can, or I-, I would like to do it more often, and I probably could if I put more effort into it, but I do enjoy rock climbing. I do it quite often, probably at least once a week. Um, yeah, I... I'm still trying to do it more often so I can get better, but.
0: How did you get into it? What was life like before you got into lo- to rock climbing and how did you progress to this point where you want to do it once a week or more? You're still not satisfied.
1: <laughs> um, the first time I ever went to the rock climbing gym, um, my, f- uh, I think, so this is really stupid. My friends and I started a fight club in high school. Okay. So, um. One of my friends and I are friends because we punched each other in the face. And after that um, incident, a couple days later, we were kind of like, oh, like, are you feeling okay? And we're both like, yeah, my nose is fine. It's not broken. And then um, he later invited me to go rock climbing. And he took me to the gym that I now work at. And the first time I went, I was terrified and I sucked at it and it was awful. And then for some reason, the next time I had enough money, I went back. Okay. And that's just kind of how it was for a long time. Every time I had enough money saved up, I'd go rock climb with him or uh, someone else. And then eventually I just ended up signing up for a membership. And now I work at the gym and now, I don't know, there's just... There's so many beautiful things you can see from getting on top of a mountain, but there's so much that goes into that before you can, like, reach those goals. I just want to keep working towards those as best I can because, like, I don't know, I'm a photographer, and some of the pictures you can take from on top of a mountain are like nothing you can take from anywhere else.
0: Yeah. So you train in a gym, but you also go outside and climb real rocks.
1: Yes, yeah, So I actually climbed outside on Tuesday in Pinnacles. So, and I, it's a, it's about an hour and a half from here. Um, but there's different types of climbing. So I did my first sport lead, which, yeah, if you don't know anything about climbing, that doesn't really make sense on Thanksgiving. I did my first trad lead and they're both very different types of climbing, but they were both two very big milestones for me. And I've been doing this about on and off for four years. And, um, the one I did on Thanksgiving two and a half years ago, I was on that same wall and I had, I didn't even climb. I had repelled. And then had to use like ascenders and aiders and things to get myself back up. And I had horrible panic attacks (laughs) like two and a half years ago. So coming back and being able to do that same, like the same wall, not the same climb and being able to come back and do that and lead it, which is where you're placing gear, you're putting your rope in, like you're building anchors. So being able to come back two and a half years later and climb in that same spot and like, and just the. A massive amount of progress I've made. Yeah. Like, I don't tell me that's kind of a milestone. And then I did a sport lead, um, on Tuesday, which was another milestone for me. So I'm like, I'm, it's nice to see that I'm actually progressing now.
0: Wow. So it seems like the current rock climbing has something to do with you overcoming the panic attacks, but the original rock climbing maybe was connected to some turmoil that led to the fight club.
1: No, the fight club was just, um, I have a bunch of friends who do like taekwondo and like, it was, I think I was the only girl there. So basically a bunch of boys wanting to spar and fight each other. And I, they were kind of teaching me self-defense. So I enjoyed going, uh, they were teaching me different things from taekwondo or different martial arts that they knew. And I have another friend who like, uh, he wrestles. So like I've learned things from him. So basically anything I can pick up to learn how to defend myself, I'm totally there for it yeah but, um, yeah the rock climbing two and a half years ago, I went as a photographer, but it was still pretty new to me. That was the first time I had gone outside, and it's like you have to just. I didn't know what was going on for the most part. My friends were, like, tying everything for me and, like, kind of walking me through it. So this time I'm coming and I actually had, like, the knowledge to do these things myself, which was really nice. Like, I'm sitting here like, okay, I know exactly what's going on here. I know exactly how this is set up. I know exactly how it works. And, like, I I feel confident that, like, if I do it a few more times, I know it well enough to pass it on to someone else. And to me that's kind of like a true test of knowing something is if you can teach someone.
0: Yeah. I actually agree with that. And I would add, uh, if you can innovate as well. Mm -hmm. So if someone gave you some basic tools and then you created, I don't know, a new knot, (laughs) I don't (laughs) know what it is, a new way of climbing.
1: That's like a huge part of rock climbing is like there's millions or not millions, but there's tons of different types of carabiners, types of ropes. And like, I don't know, you kind of try to build a rack of gear, but it's like, yeah, sometimes you have to improvise because it's like okay, you might have these carabiners and your climbing partner might have these carabiners and you need to build an anchor in this place and you have like this cordalette or this rope and like you need to do it this certain way and maybe you like don't have the like ideal carabiner, like the ideal thing that you could have there so you have to improvise with what you have. Yeah. So you have to know the basics in order to improvise on it because the first and foremost thing is that you're safe. So you need to make sure however you're setting it up, you're still going to be safe. It's going to be able to hold you and your weight. So
0: There's a lot of levers and pulleys and whatnot involved in that. But you mentioned safety. What's interesting about uh, your particular progression is that it seems like rock climbing makes you less safe, whereas martial arts make you more safe, or fighting makes you more safe, or at least makes you feel more safe.
1: If you're doing rock climbing right, it shouldn't make you less safe. Um, well, it's
0: less safe than standing on the ground, I imagine.
1: True, but it's not as fun.
0: <laughs> right, I'm not making the argument that standing <laughs> on the ground is more fun. I agree with that point. <laughs> but but they came from the same place for you.
1: Um, no, I don't think they came from the same place. Like I, I, I wouldn't call myself an aggressive person, but I didn't. Can. You
0: mention you just learned uh, martial arts from a team of men who fought you, like I don't know, on the side of a freeway or something. <laughs> no, no, it
1: was a <laughs> friend's backyard. Nothing that bad like we had we had gear like gear head gear well they pad. did they
0: had training you didn't yeah. But you could hang. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, <laughs> they taught me so I could hang, but...
0: <laughs> That's good, you know? Safety is important. Yeah, because you know, it's never like... Know.
1: Especially if, like, let's say I'm out rock climbing, I probably wouldn't go by myself, but, like, say I'm with someone and, like, I don't know, someone comes up, comes up and, like, tries to harass us or something. It's yeah. like, I want to be able to defend us. Like, if I bring one of my friends with me, I want to be able to, like, defend them because there's just shitty people in the world and you have to kind of be prepared for that.
0: You think that happens out there, uh, rock climbing that people are
1: No, rock climbers are super chill.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know,
1: walking to the car, like, I don't know, lots of shit happens in parking lots.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of those things that uh, I'm not very aware of, but uh, we were speaking about in one of my courses the last quarter, like... For men and women, that's one of the big differences uh growing up in the United States is that there's almost no fear as a man going to your parking lot, never consider you know anything bad's gonna happen, but for someone else, that's like a daily stressful oh, yeah, I'm thing I'm constantly
1: checking over my shoulder if I'm yeah. going up the stairs, I kind of see like who's coming up the stairs as well, like I kind of like scan around the parking lot as I walked to my car my dad had my first car wired for me so that I could turn the lights on well before I walked up to it so if anyone yeah. was like say trying to hide behind my car I can kind of startle them by the lights coming on while I'm still like a good 50 feet away and it's like yeah that's something that a lot of people don't think about in their daily lives but it's like as a woman it's like that's something you have to be constantly aware of and it's like sometimes you don't even realize there's this huge difference until you start talking to people about it
0: yeah you know For me, my paranoia is either at zero or a hundred percent. Like, there's no, uh, right now, it's at zero. Even if the world was ending, I'd probably die pretty calm. (laughs) But, but when I have, I have been legitimately paranoid and uh, it's terrifying. I mean, I'm thinking that there's like something bad is right around the corner every moment. Um, so hopefully, uh, I don't know. Like you said, there's always shitty people out there, but I guess the best thing is to be prepared. Plus, you have rock climbing skills, so you could tie one of those ropes around someone's neck or something. (laughs) Whip them with it.
1: (laughs) I mean, I've hit myself in the face with the rope a few times while, like, untying a knot. It's not pleasant, but I don't know if that would be a good enough deterrent. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of sucks, but just being able to put up a fight is usually enough of a deterrent because they want an easy target, which it's like it's really shitty because I don't want to like shake them off of me and have them go after someone else. Yeah. But um, I recently cut my hair off again, and I remember that was kind of like one of the upsides is my hair can't be grabbed from behind because that's a problem for a lot of women with long hair. Mm. So
0: I'm growing my hair out, so I'm going into that space. Mm-hmm. Where someone might grab my hair from behind.
1: See, but they probably won't grab your hair because you're a man.
0: <laughs> well, if I'm wearing a skirt or something.
1: I <laughs> um,
0: it's, it, it I, I, I'm always interested in hearing, uh, what drives people to do these things that aren't really, uh, or aren't necessarily practical, um, from like a business perspective, but that they deeply enjoy and they, they pursue anyway. Because, uh, I'm a person of many hobbies myself mm-hmm. and, um, it's really beautiful to see progression in an area that really that you're driving because of your own, your own will. And, um, and it's inspiring, you know? Um, but for me personally, I'm, I did like a bunch of, uh, I guess they're, they're like art projects and I, I'm, they're coming to an end, like basically 2018. I don't know if I'm going to do anything artistic, Hopefully something, right? Well, I mean, my life is artistic. Yeah, so gonna I'm, say, gonna live, I, I'm going kind of to live beautifully.
1: <laughs> like with the kind of person you are, I don't think you could not do something
0: artistic. <laughs> well, I, Well, that's the thing. I see art in things that other people see as boring. To
1: me, this is an art. Like, this is – you have the gear for it. You have a skill. You have knowledge that other people don't have. And it's, like, it's media. So, to me, this is, like, still a form of art. So, it's like, it's 2018. You're doing something artistic in some way. Like, you're saying you have this algorithm you want to test out. Like, to me, (laughs) it's, like, it's scientific and it's artistic and – Well, it is in, okay, so
0: in that sense, yes, but in the normal sense, no, like painting a picture is in the normal sense artistic, even if somebody just throws colors, right? But, but then there's also something like making your bed can be an art and that's obviously not something that in the normal sense is artistic, but it can be if you, you know, have attention to detail and you give a fuck about that type of thing.
1: (laughs) I understand that because honestly, I rarely make my bed. So the days when I do, I like I flatten out the comforter. I fold the blanket over so it looks really nice. I set up my pillows like.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, so you understand. This is the level of art that I hope to exist on. And I would argue conversations are also that type of art because they're necess- we need to communicate as a species. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to communicate beautifully or efficiently or about things that you want to talk about. It could just be like, you know, your boss dictating things to you. Wash that fucking dish or whatever it is. I don't know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Fix the uh, weights. Um, and, and, that, and, and there there are worse ways and better ways that you could experience that same communication. So to care about it and to try to, uh, you know, perfect it in your life or notice it in your life, it, to me, is the same type of art as making your bed. It's boring to the average, right? It's mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing to see. But when you are the one experiencing it, it can be... Um, Uh, very fulfilling
1: so that's actually it reminds me a lot of my speech class that I recently took Um, probably the last class I enjoyed before I stopped going to school for the moment but Mm. um, we I can't remember the name of the book right now but it was basically talking about how to be a better communicator and it's like yeah I I don't know I'm kind of a judgmental person and I can tell very quickly based on the way that someone speaks or like the way they hold themselves (laughs) (laughs) If I'm going to get along with them oh, or not. Wow. Like if you're a better communicator, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. If you're a better communicator, then it's like I enjoy the conversation more rather than sitting here and kind of like stumbling through what you're trying to say, although that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Well, but. Yeah,
0: that's what I want to get at. What is bad communication?
1: Um, I don't know. It's like when you're texting someone and the conversation's like, hey, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm good. That's not fair. What are you up G- to? Can I, can
0: I say something <laughs> about that?
1: Huh.
0: Okay. So you are a hypocrite. I <laughs> oh, am. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> because uh, I remember I think the first message you ever sent me had a period on it. I always I put like, periods on fucking... my text messages. Yeah, then to, exactly, that's what I was going to say. After a while I realized, oh, that's just the I way use that you proper do that.
1: grammar when I text and it throws people off.
0: Well, yeah, I guess, senten- yeah, you're right. You're supposed to. But you have to understand, for other people, that is like a it looks aggressive. message. Yeah, yeah, that's a message. So you can't really judge too
1: okay. quickly, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, how would you view yourself under that same system?
1: I always text people with proper grammar, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, I forgot what we were talking about.
1: Communicating,
0: yeah,- commu- oh, yeah, what is communication. bad communication, and you said something about uh um
1: like, okay, I don't know, the best example I can think of right now is like I have an account on OkCupid. Okay, and like based off the first like three messages that people send me, I can tell if I'm gonna get along with them or not, and it's it's kind of shitty, but it's like. I don't know. It depends. um, Because like I said, I like to use proper grammar. So if people like if their grammar is atrocious, or like their words are like really half assed or just if they start asking really boring things, like, I don't know, how's your day going? Like just all that boring stuff. It's like I have a whole, (laughs) no, like I have, I have a whole thing filled out there of like my interests and my hobbies and my passions. And it's like, if they start off with like, What are you doing today? It's like, okay, do we have any common ground? Like, that's why we're here, to see if we have common ground, to see if we're going to get along with each other. So it's like, why not just jump into that and start there? That's
0: actually fair because, yeah, so on like a dating site, the difference is you do have all your interests and hobbies. Yeah, it's like I've already
1: got through all the small talk, so it's like let's just jump into it. I guess that's what it is. is I just don't like small talk, especially over text.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fair. You're right. If, If that's already out, then, you know, whatever. But I have a slightly different approach. Not now. I used to have your approach. But I ended up in a weird situation where it didn't work out for me. <laughs> so, so I came up with a new approach. And the new approach is closer to the question of what is this person's life about mm-hmm. rather than what are they saying?
1: I feel like a lot of people kind of put what their life is about like on, on
0: the other thing. So that's why it cancels out. You're yeah. right. Actually, you're right when it comes to yeah, dating Yeah, because like
1: for people who mention like if they – there's certain things, if they mention it in their profile like as one of the first things, I'm like, okay, that's obviously a big thing to you. Like yeah. that's a defining characteristic and either we're going to get along because of this or we're not going to get along because of it.
0: I'm pretty pessimistic about dating sites.
1: Yeah. And that's the other thing is I get this question a lot on dating sites is, what are you looking for? And I'm like, I have it written three times. Oh, really? And I, like one of them is saying, if you ask me this, I'm going to stop talking to you because I'm so tired of having to answer it because mine specifically says like, I'm just looking for friends, let things flow naturally. Wow. So And like somebody asked me that today and I literally just replied with read. Like I don't want to <laughs> answer it again. He's all, you're really sending me to your profile instead of just talking to me? I'm like, yes, because I have it on there three times because I'm fucking tired of answering it.
0: So what are you looking for?
1: I'm just looking to meet people. <laughs> like, the, I just, I want to make friends. Like, my goal is to make friends. And like, if things happen, they do. If they don't, they don't. And it's like, I don't know. I just want to meet good, interesting, genuine people in my life.
0: Let me break your, bust your bubble. They don't exist. All right. Good, interesting people don't exist. If I, you live like that, you might be happier you might be you might be a lot more satisfied with what you find no i think i'm wrong but i think it's highly practical to think that
1: no like that's the thing is i've met tons of interesting people like i meet people with different lifestyles with different perspectives and it's like i like having conversations with them i like talking to people who disagree with me but can hold a conversation without it turning into an argument
0: yeah that is a big one is arguments Because there's, I mean, that to me, I think that was the origin of me caring about conversations. Is noticing that not everybody cares about reasoning. So you really can't get anywhere after a certain point. And uh, then it just became a matter of navigating around those people. Like I can deal with the people who like care, like really Mm want to be correct. But for everybody else, that's when I hated small talk. That's part of the reason why is that I didn't know how to interact with people who didn't care about, like, being right. <laughs> so, so I just would shut down or leave. And then, and then I realized, oh, there's ways of, like, you know, r- making relations that, uh, that's very effective. And then I can just snicker to myself. <laughs> but I'm still, you know, correct. <laughs> Although the snickering has decreased with time. Um, but it does get tricky. Um, I, I, ch- I, I don't want to, you know, be a pessimist. You should reach for the skies, you know, keep going, keep climbing.
1: That's the <laughs> Literally. thing is like, I, I'm a huge pessimist, but I, I don't know. I have to find something to keep going. Well, I mean, yeah.
0: here's, here's, let's get back to the making the bed example. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the beauty of it is that you can notice that things that were previously annoying or just fucking boring, actually are interesting in depth. Like on the surface they're not, but anything deep enough, I think, is interesting. I've conjecture, right? I don't know <laughs> if that's true, but um, some of that applies to you know people, boring people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, like I, don't, I don't agree with logic. Why don't you agree with logic? Oh, well, because A, B, and C. Oh, so on some level you do. <laughs> <laughs> Which level? It's just, let's figure out how this person maps to the space of reasoning. So, Here they care, there they don't. Why those areas? Oh, all right.
1: Going back to almost the mistake of having a profile on a dating website is I, like, I can tell very quickly if I'm going to get along with someone or not, but I will reply to every message that I get, because I'm like, okay, I'm going to give everyone a chance. Like, even... That's...
0: Oh, how nice. Yeah,
1: I'm like, I don't think we're going to get along, but I'll give it a shot, and if you can carry a conversation with me, then like, hey, maybe this will turn around and go (laughs) unexpectedly. (laughs) Most of the time, it doesn't, Uh but... (laughs) But it's like, I'll oh, get a simple like, hey, or what's up? And it's like, I always reply to that because I'm like, okay, let's see where this is going to go. Like based on yeah. how you wrote everything out and the fact that you mentioned things that I am not interested in at all as like the top three things on your profile. Like, I don't think we're going to have any common ground, but I'm like, sure, let's, let's see what you want to talk about. Let's see where this is going to go.
0: Yeah. That's good. You into anime? No. Oh, that must be rough for you around here.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's <laughs> one of the things that I see and I'm kind of like, probably not going to get along. Uh, a lot <laughs> of my friends are, but I just, I can't, I don't know. I have a problem with cartoons due to, like, a previous relationship. Cartoons are just, like, really... What?
0: Ha- no, what is that? What happened?
1: Um, I was just with someone for a really long time, and they were obsessed with cartoons and wanted to be a voice actor, and I don't know, it was just, like a lot of it was very childish and now Mm. I kind of associate that with cartoons and I know that's not the case. Like one of my friends got me to watch all of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, That's a, oh, (laughs) I love that cartoon. Yeah. But, um, a lot of the time when things are animated, I kind of look at it and I kind of just like write it off immediately and I try not to do that. But, um,
0: I have another problem with anime, which is just that there's a, there's a large barrier of entry. You if you get into a little bit of it, then everyone who's been in that world for forever attacks you.
1: Yeah. Like, like it's like,
0: not a very friendly thing to get into it's not a for people who community. are Yeah, for people because it's 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 kinda competitive.
1: Yeah, and it's like that to me that's always <laughs> stupid. It's like you want more people to be interested in the things you're interested in. So you have people to talk to and like you can't get more merchandise and more convention. Like, why would you push people away? But there's definitely, like, some... And um, this is
0: just the few people. This is not for everybody who's into anime, obviously. But it's just for... I've seen it in a couple of groups of friends that I have. That, like, I mentioned one thing, you know. Hey, I watched, like, I don't know, Avatar back in the day. And then they said, do you know about this? Do you know about that? Do you know about that? Oh, yeah, they start quizzing. They're like, you're not a real fan. Yeah, exactly. And that's... (laughs) You got right to it. The real fan. I realized... Through anime that I'm never gonna be a real fan of anything. See, I don't even I think, want to be a real fan of anything.
1: I think if you like it, you're a real fan. That's all it takes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, they wouldn't agree with that. Yeah,
1: and I think that's stupid. <laughs> like I'm I'm like I'm a huge fan of Star Trek like I absolutely love Star Trek but if someone says did you buy the
0: limited edition t-shirt
1: no I did not then you're not a real fan (laughs) but like someone will be like I like Star Trek and I'm like cool what do you like about it like what have you seen because it's like to be honest like I I have a Star Trek tattoo I love Star Trek I can talk about Star Trek oh shit you are a real fan yeah I can talk about Star Trek for days (laughs) but the only series I've watched all the way through is the original series and Mm. I think it's cheesy as hell and it's ridiculous and I love it and I also kind of hate it but um, I'm like, I don't know, a couple seasons into Next Generation. I think I grew up watching either Deep Space Nine or Voyager with my parents. I have like some Star Trek memorably, memorably uh,
0: words. I don't know. Yeah. I think I know what you mean roughly. Um, yeah.
1: I've met the cast of Next Generation and William Shatner, and I have um, a signed photograph of uhura and a picture with her and it's like i'm a huge star trek fan but i've only seen the original series all the way through so a lot of people would be like then you're not a real fan i'm like no like trust me i love star (laughs) trek
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the best scale if you like it that's it you're a fan yeah it's like (laughs) it doesn't matter to
1: what degree you can like answer trivia on it it's like if you (laughs) like it you're a fan that's like i'm pretty sure that's the definition of a fan
0: (laughs) yeah well that's one of the i mean star trek is uh more sci-fi, right? Yeah. Or fantasy, whatever. That's th- That to me is the cool thing about... The cool thing about anime is the same thing that's cool about like sci-fi, which is that there are deep themes. Yeah. So really, you like the themes. And then the way that they implemented the themes, like the fact that you're just watching a series of events and then you get excited about this deep theme and they made that magic happen for you, is that's the beautiful part. Yeah. It's not the... It's like, that's
1: what I love about Star Trek is like, it's about humanity and it's like, there's so many like deep lessons to be learned and it's like, I read an article a long time ago and it was, um, like the world is becoming more like Star Trek, not in like the flying ships and the science and like our technology, although that is happening as well, but in the acceptance and like the non-judgment of where people come from or who they are, like, cause you have, if you look at the bridge of the original enterprise, you have a woman of color, you have a Vulcan from another planet and it's like everyone's treated as equals and, uh. The article was kind of saying like we're moving more towards that and that was really nice and made me really hopeful and then trump got elected but anyways (laughs) (laughs) trump
0: he's probably just a blip in the overall trajectory
1: i hope so but he also brought out a lot of nasty people um that were kind of they they knew how they were acting was wrong before and now they're suddenly being told it's okay and now it's more out in the open and more people are joining that mentality and it's sad to see
0: yeah but they're also adults and the kids if you affect the whole generation of kids then you just wait for them to die off <laughs> basically and yeah but i mean that's the whole
1: off. like we made all this progress and now it's like we're back in like the 50s and 60s and it's like these they're kids too like there was a basketball game and it was a mostly hispanic basketball team um from like kind of a poor neighborhood against a white basketball team and they started chanting, like, build the wall, build the wall. And these were, like, middle schoolers. Oh, yeah. That and, is pretty creepy. Yeah. And then there was, like, high schoolers getting kicked out for, like, um, they they had their letters for, like, some football event or something and they, like, all these white girls rearranged it into, like, the N-word and
0: then, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think that's funny, but it's not actually... I'm sure it was very hurtful for many people.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. Um, somebody, like, had a Trump shirt on in their uh yearbooks their senior yearbook picture or something and it like got edited out and there was like a whole controversy over that
0: well it's tricky because what you can look at are kind of the symbols that people are putting out for what what they what they think right but what does everybody think Mm -hmm. and um there's no measurement for that the internet is the closest thing so um Even though somebody can have like a sign or something like that, right? And it's, oh, look, this is something that we can observe right now, this racial, whatever activity. That doesn't, that might just be like seven out of 9,000 people in the city. And and they they have a loud voice because of that sign.
1: Using the internet as an example, it's like depending on what part of the internet you go to, like you're going to find very different people. That's true. And the
0: internet is young too. Mm -hmm. Like imagine the internet 50 years from now.
1: Yeah, it's like it's already expanded at like a, like, crazy rapid expansion in the last exponential. Few years. Exponential. Exponential. So <laughs> yes. Exponential expansion. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Can it's can, like cell growth. Can edit that girl.
1: part so I don't sound
0: so bad? No. No. Okay. No edit. I should have told you at the beginning. I
1: figured. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well,
0: it's a recorded conversation.
1: I've only stumbled twice, so it's not too bad. It's,
0: it doesn't matter. You can stumble a thousand times. <laughs> what matters is what are you about? Mm -hmm. and it comes through regardless of your, you know.
1: But, I mean, I'm talking about judging people and how they, like, present themselves and speak, and then I'm over here stumbling over my own words. Well,
0: whatever. Listen, (laughs) here's the thing for me, too. I say a lot of crazy shit, right? But I can listen to it and say, oh, I don't think that anymore, right? Mm So I didn't realize I had that shitty opinion. And now that I know, then I won't have to have it anymore. Yeah. Please. I can, it can become more, it's a way of being reflective, but you don't want a bad mirror, right? If you're looking at, if you want a good reflection of yourself, you want a mirror that actually reflects you.
1: Yeah. You want an actual reflection so you can learn and grow from it. Yeah. But there that you kind go. of, that reminds me of another story. If I can go Yes, please, that. please, please. So when I was like 13, I was on Tumblr and I had recently cut my hair and I like posted a picture of myself. And I get this message from, an like, an anonymous person saying, do you have a penis? And I'm, like, 13 and just starting to kind of learn about LGBT and everything. And, like, a few of my friends are kind of, like, getting into it and kind of figuring things out about themselves. And, like, I'm very new to that scene because I'm, like, I'm 13. I'm transitioning into high school. And I just get this message and I say, no, I don't. I'm a girl. And, like, I'm kind of offended. I'm kind of upset that, like, someone would just assume that about me based on a picture. And then I get about... I don't know, a dozen messages attacking me out of nowhere from a bunch of anonymous, anonymous people saying like, girls can have penises, fuck you, cis, het scum, da 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 da. And oh, like, I have yeah. no idea what's going on because it's like, I'm just starting to learn about all these things. I'm just starting to be more aware of trans people and things like that. And I'm just like, I don't know, I'm just a little 13 year old kid and I just get attacked by all these people out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's like looking back on it, I'm like, that would have been like a really good chance to educate someone rather than attacking them. And it's like seeing how like ignorant I was to things like that then versus now. Like I was just in the learning process and I almost like took a step back because of how these people treated me when I was just learning.
0: Yeah. So. It's really rough <clears throat> to know how to interpret people's comments online because. On one hand, you can be yourself, but on another hand, there're just billions of people uh, have access to you so they can criticize you. And yeah. you don't know you don't know what their interest is. You don't know why they're even paying attention to you. Yeah, and it's like
1: you. normally like I don't get any messages, I don't get any attention, like no one ever talks to me on there and then it's like, yeah, this one post where I switched one word from like what it should have been, I guess I should have put female is like what I've been told I should have put instead. And just all these people out of nowhere attacked me. And I'm just wow. like, normally no one ever talks to me. So where the like, where the fuck did all you people come from? Yeah. And you're attacking a 13 year old.
0: Yeah. Well, with online, you can search stuff, right? So yeah. if there's some keyword or something, there that wasn't you like there. tags
1: on it or anything. Like I literally just replied to a question.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I don't know anything about that good luck surviving online (laughs) (laughs) no you've learned and you've grown but uh, that is a really interesting thing about uh northern california it's kind of a mecca of of two big things that represent kind of the shift towards star trek if you will uh one of them is tech and the Mm -hmm. internet and whatever but another one is like sex gender uh roles and How we deal with that coming from a traditional American culture is it's not, it seems like it's not a smooth transition, but here maybe it's a little smoother than other places. Yeah, like
1: we're in this bubble where it's kind of like, oh, none of this is really a big deal. And then you go to other places and it's like, oh, I guess it's supposed to be a big deal. I wasn't aware of that.
0: Oh yeah. There's so much shit. I mean, I think one, one reason for it being a big deal, uh, is that in so many cultures, like. Being being male is a matter of training on top of like biology, and a big part of the training is humiliation. So, like e- people who have gone through that training, feel like they have like a certain you know like they have to defend it now. Oh yeah, I benefited from this, so now I gotta like put my son through shit, you know. Um, but it's it is real for for a lot of people. And and these are kind of cultural decisions that either were made um, by people's parents or whatever, or like they've just been passed down over a long period of time. And maybe at one point it was beneficial, but what's becoming more and more obvious is that living in more dense populations in modern cities, whatever – Um, it's much more important for people to be able to express themselves honestly Mm -hmm. rather than running off of some script that uh, someone else told them they should or otherwise they're a bitch or they're a fucking pussy or whatever. Um, But that, I I mean, I see – I feel like I I feel bad for people who are kind of defending the old ways because I suspect that a lot of them – went through a lot of pain that they weren't able to express in front of their fathers or in front of people in their community because, you know, that's the culture. That's how it was. Yeah. You know, if you're living in Sparta, it is what it is, you know. Um, But, yeah, those artifacts are still around even even in the tech hub and in the, you know, Sex hub.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why I don't like the argument of, well, this is how it's always been. It's like, no, at some point it was different, and we've like transitioned to these traditions and these rituals and these like exercises that we do. Like, there's this story where, um, I don't know, it's like a mom cooking ham for Christmas or something, and she cuts the ends off of the ham. And then she, uh, her daughter's kind of like, well, like, why are you doing that? And she's all, I don't know, let me go like ask my mother. And she asks, and she's all, mom, why do you cut the ends off of the ham? And she's like, I don't know, my mother used to do it. And she's like, let me go like, uh, i guess her great-grandmother was still alive, so she's like let me go ask her and then she's like hey mom why do you cut the ends off of them and she's like oh i only did that because the pan was too small mm, and it's yeah. like to her that's it's great. like that's, that's just how great. it's always been but it's yeah. like well now we have like bigger pans that can like hold bigger things so it's like there was no reason to do that anymore but they had just kept doing it because their mom had done it but there was no reason to be doing that it was just like wasting the ends of it
0: yeah and uh, and and the the confusing part of all of it is that real wisdom can be transferred through culture, but it's just, how do you know what's good and what's not good? You, ha- like you said, you and have to know about where subjective. it came from.
1: Yeah. And that gets like super subjective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, but there are certain things that aren't subjective. Like the pan was too small. Yeah. If the, if the reason, if the fundamental reason for making that edit no longer is relevant, then you don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you break anything, even a lot of things that appear subjective on the front, like almost any political issue, there are parts of it that aren't subjective mm-hmm. that like hey no, this actually is is a matter of fact, and then this part is subjective, but the whole thing is not subjective um it's some combination that <clears throat> maybe we don't have the energy or we just don't value it enough, but we don't parse through that as a culture we're 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 very I don't know, we're okay with chopping off the ham's ends or whatever it was, chicken head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was having – I don't want to say an argument, but I was talking to someone about that and they were asking like, oh, like which way do you lean politically, conservative or liberal? And I'm like, I don't like that those are my only two choices.
0: (gasps) (laughs) So you're going against the –
1: yeah, I'm like, that's, that's what's causing so many of the issues we have right now is it's very black or white, conservative or liberal. And I'm like, that's where most of the issues are coming from right now. Cause it's like, we should be able to compromise, compromise and talk through things like adults and like work things out. And, um, I don't know. I think Hamilton was one of my favorite people I learned about in history cause his nickname was the great compromiser. Mm. And he'd kind of take things from both sides and kind of find a middle ground that everybody agreed on.
0: Yeah. You know, I think we should just have artificial intelligence run our government.
1: Because, <laughs> but who's going to program the artificial intelligence? Uh,
0: Republican, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we we need. To, there's so many. I just think about this all the time. There's so so many inefficiencies when you have people dealing with shit. Like I was thinking about. Okay, let's let's look at something that most people can agree on. All right. Taxes to pay for paved roads. I think most people are okay with that. Yeah. You know, maybe they're not okay with NASA, but they're okay with like, okay, let's have pay- paved roads, good freeways. You know what I mean? An interstate system. All right. Well, what does it cost?
1: Right. Yeah. And then, that's
0: where all the people come in.
1: That's where I come into like. A different argument where um, I guess other countries, what they do is they hire like private contractors to build their roads and basically whoever builds the roads the best gets the contracts. Whereas here, we're just like, well, how can we make it the cheapest possible way? And I'm like, well, that just means you're going to have to repair it more often and you're going to repair it sooner. So I'm like, why wouldn't you just find the people who do the job the best and hire them? And it's like... It may cost a little more in the short term, but it's like we're spending money on things we don't need to be spending on so we can like pull from other places or it's like, I don't know. I think a tax on gas that goes to paying for roads makes sense because obviously if you're getting gas, you use a car, which means you use the roads. And that's just like, okay, clearly that makes sense. Like you're paying for what you're using.
0: Yeah. And it all boils down to the Star Trek society boils down to this. <clears throat> how do we make decisions? You know, you can, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. The chimp way or the Star Trek way. <laughs> Which is that, you can primarily, we, we you know, we run off of tribalism. Unfortunately, you know, there are benefits actually to surviving, surviving in this way. But uh, we run off of this group thing that's just been in our brain since whenever, where we, our first thought is, are they on my team? You know, rather than what's the best answer. It's like, who is who's the person who's on my side already? And then whatever their answer is, that's the right answer. And um, it just seems really hard to, to break free of this, because even if I'm aware of it, that doesn't mean I'm not doing it. Yeah, it exactly. just means I'm doing this. I'm doing it in, in areas that I'm not paying attention to. Yeah,
1: because you can be over here like, I want to think as an individual, but then you kind of end up in a group situation and it's like, well, like, what's everyone else doing? Like, I'm going to base my decision off of theirs, kind of, or just end up doing what they're doing yeah. without meaning to.
0: And in a lot of cases, it's easier to do it in the group way. It benefits you more. Yeah, like you
1: know? s- kind of taking a different stance from a bunch of people you're around. It's like, that can be a really scary thing to do because you're not always sure how they're going to react.
0: That's true. Yeah, that is a pretty scary thing to do. Actually, I should <laughs> I should tell you a story. Okay. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah, I feel like I've been telling enough <laughs>
0: stories. You go ahead. So, uh, <clears throat> when I was in high school, I was I was involved in probably it was just speech and debate, Model United Nations, and I gave speeches from time to time, but I really was like kind of a philosophical guy in high school. Like I I remember discussing whether or not tr- a tree had consciousness with a good friend and it being like the highlight of that month but um and then like at some point i grew up in like a i don't it it wasn't it wasn't completely secular but it was pretty secular household right but my grandparents were catholic so i was exposed to catholicism i was exposed to islam <gasps> and i was also and i was also <laughs> oh, i also no. <laughs> And as I also grew up in a pretty secular house, but in like the tenth grade, I realized like I've never really been religious. Like I've kind of just been doing stuff, mm-hmm. but I've never really gotten into any of any of the beliefs. So I I I don't know if this was connected or not, but I ended up uh, going to the rural South for three years, and I, I lived there. I did like university stuff, but what I found was that. It's scary. I didn't talk to everybody about religion, right? I didn't ever try to convince anyone to be, like, agnostic or atheist or anything like that. But I always tried to clarify my ideas when, when the conversation came up and I wrote up a couple of proofs, so to speak, about why I thought what I thought. And uh, what I found was that it's kind of, it was kind of the beginning of the small talk, like, revolution for me, which is that most people don't actually care about ideas, all they really care about is the tribalism thing to the point where even like i could actually tell someone hey i i don't believe in god but i'm going to church and they'd just be happy to be around me because i'm a part of their team i'm going to church or something else name any other thing that they're they're supposed to disagree with and like i realize people are a lot i mean people are not robots you know and usually if you ask them like hey how come you're okay with this You'll get answers like oh well i can see god in you so i knew that even if you don't acknowledge that it's you know every breath is jesus so (laughs) so so that's very much um played a role in my approach to ideas and it's prevented a lot of arguments and by the way i didn't mention this but in order to refine my own ideas i don't actually have to argue Right? I don't, I just have to listen to their side. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think just listening to other people's perspectives is like a huge part of learning and like trying to kind of understand, which is why like I give everyone who messages me a chance. I'm like, I want to see what you have to say, even if I don't necessarily agree with you. Maybe you'll change how I think, maybe you won't. Yeah. But, but it's like that's how you learn sometimes just from listening.
0: Yeah. And and also <clears throat> outside of the debating world, it's not very fulfilling to change somebody's ideas in my mind because I, I don't know why they changed them.
1: Yeah. and like <laughs> going out and trying to change someone's ideas like that. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm like, you're set in your ways. I'm fairly set in mine. Like if you give me a good argument as to why I should change my ideas, I'll consider it.
0: Yeah. But. I mean, it's fulfilling because it's, uh, t- to me, like in the debate world, what's happening isn't even an attack. It's you helping somebody out of the mud. If they have a <laughs> shitty idea, they don't want to have a shitty idea. They just right? don't
1: know it's shitty yet. Yeah, Yeah,
0: they just don't know it's shitty yet. <laughs> right. But outside of that world, outside of the world of like, uh, you know, reasoning for its own sake, um, people actually do want the what I might consider a shitty idea. So it doesn't. you're not helping them out of the mud at all they feel like you're pulling them off of a cloud or something like that, and yeah. that's not a fun experience.
1: I keep trying to explain that to people, where, like, a lot of times right now is... um like a lot of the issues in our country or whatever, people don't want to shatter their reality and kind of realize what's going on. So they just continue to go with things as they are because it's like they have all these ideas and like they have all these beliefs. And if they were to question that, it would kind of shatter everything they've known their whole life. And nobody wants to do that. Yeah, That's not a fun thing to go through. That's not a fun thing to experience. It's so. It's
0: really not fun. And on top of that, there's kind of – it kind of deals with – independence as well that if you're if you're already able to like sustain yourself let's say without talking about anything specific then if you break off from a group, then it's not really that big of a deal. They
1: might think they're already like a very individual thinker and like questioning that is hard being like, well, am I actually making these thoughts for myself? Like, is this from how I was raised? Like, where do these thoughts come from? And suddenly realizing that like, hey, maybe I wasn't thinking for myself and like maybe things aren't as I thought they were. People don't want to question all of that.
0: And you, you can become addicted to whatever system you're in. If you're dependent on someone else, you can become more dependent on them over time. And if you're kind of uh okay with, you know, wandering around hyperspace or whatever, <laughs> then you can become better at wandering around hyperspace. You can, for instance, uh like I'm a math major. One of the things that I think was like really cool about getting into it was that you're actually getting better at dealing with uncertainty. Whereas from the outside, I think that's true for every science from the outside, it seems like people who are certain are dictating stuff down to you. But on the inside, it's more like, no, the people, they're dictating some stuff, right? But the majority of things, they don't know anything about, right? So... From their perspective, they know some small percentage of everything they're aware of. And they're just dictating that small percentage. But from your perspective, it seems like, oh, this person acts like they know every fucking thing. <laughs> you know? Fuck them. When in reality, they're like, no, we actually know this about water. It's H2O. That we know. Yeah. Like you know, flat
1: the flat earthers.
0: Yeah. Well, flat earth. <laughs> I,
1: uh, there was a video of a guy with a lemon and he's just like, well, like a lemon's round. So, um, how is Louisiana flooding? Cause if I pour water on this lemon, it just runs down the sides and off of it. But he's like, but if I pour it on this plate, it stays here. And my friend kind of pointed out, like, that plate's not even flat. There's a giant crater in the middle of it. But it's like, I just sat there and I was like, in well, it's head, almost a good
0: argument. Was, it's almost but good. in my head,
1: I'm just screaming, <clears throat> gravity, mass. Like, yeah. we know these things.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we, who's the we? Is it just a tribe? <gasps> <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I I feel the same thing about most conspiracy theorists or so-called conspiracy theorists. Who knows? Maybe they're right <laughs> about some particular conspiracy. Anyhow. It's that the, 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 what they're trying to do, I actually think is good, which like trying to figure out things that aren't obvious. I think that's a good thing. And I mm-hmm. think that's something they should be proud of. But kind of like what I was saying about, you know, you get better at bumbling around hyperspace or dealing with uncertainty. What they don't have are the skills that would help them finish. Yeah. Right? It's that, okay, the initial skepticism, they have that but they don't have the ability to grind out all the details to figure out whether or not what they're saying is bullshit or it's actually something worth paying attention to. Yeah,
1: like I think it is really interesting that they're like so set in this and they're like no, the earth is flat, but it's like they they think they have ways to prove it.
0: Well, they're running off of a tribalistic framework. Mm-hmm. They're not saying this is true, this is the proof because it's logically consistent. They're saying this is the proof because the other people in my tribe say it's the proof.
1: It's almost like they're saying this is true because there's like this big tribe of people who yeah, say that, that is the, is that's that's exactly what it is and they're like no i don't believe that i think i'm trying, trying to get to,
0: out of that tribe yeah. and they don't realize no 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 it it has nothing to do with tribes it has nothing to do with people it's just physics but you know i don't think it, it the problem with that view is it's missing one of the chunks you need in order to actually be a critical thinker which is that you have to question yourself mm-hmm. and if you're saying it's true because my tribe says it's true, then you never really have to question yourself or the tribe because the proof is it's already done. It's already certain, and there's no further thing that can be said. So it's almost there. And I think a lot of people who – I honestly – I suspect that I was probably a conspiracy theorist-minded person at some point, but then I grew out of it, and I think a lot of people will grow out of it. You know, For a lot of people, those weird theories are the first time that they start – contemplating that the world might be different than the way that they perceive it as which is a good intuition to have but you gotta it's it's not going to work out for you unless you have the skills to figure out a system for determining truth that's independent of your tribe you know and shout out to mathematics that's probably <laughs> the reason why it's the best system besides uh you know philosophy but philosophy is dead
1: <laughs> oh no! It's an ongoing joke.
0: Um, let's see how much time we got. You want to wrap things up?
1: Um, unless you have another direction you want to go,
0: <laughs> I probably do, but I can't. Uh... I
1: like we actually covered a lot. Like that was that was good.
0: <laughs> All right, then in that case, it's time for the most important question in the, the universe. The most important Are you question I don't know. in the universe slide or grind
1: slide I don't that's think. right the chef okay. of podcast mm, <laughs> thank you delicious